so there has to be suffering along with good. My only qualm in this story in particular is that God is pretty much directly inflicting that suffering because he's challenging Satan to yeah. do so. And so Allowing he's just it wants to, to win a virtually bet. doing it yourself. Exactly. I mean, like, that's kind of what we're experiencing. We, we've been experiencing recently with not only the pandemic, but with Black Lives Matter. And with a lot of the uprisings that have come because of this pandemic, it's like, what will we as, I mean, with BLM, it's what will we as, like, privileged white people, like, be... Like, we, we're essentially allowing things to happen if we don't step in and do something about it. And, like, that's kind of how I personally view the government right now because America doesn't seem like it's doing too hot with the whole COVID thing. And, like, there are way, there are countries in this world who have prevented the spread of COVID from being as decimating as it is here in America. But it was essentially, like, it has been allowed to happen by the powers that be who knew about it yeah and i don't think it's justified this no this allowing it to happen no and i and i also don't think that it's justified that god allows this to happen to Mm -hmm. job either yeah even if he is god and again it's like it's why do we get so upset when other humans allow things to happen to other people but we don't put god in our stories to have that same standard of morality. Right. It's almost as though, like, God gets a free pass just because he's God. And why is that... Why is that the case? That doesn't seem very righteous to me. That does not seem righteous or good. I mean, people want to talk about how how God is light and God is good and he's all of these things. Well, like, in this case, he doesn't seem very good. Right, and I would argue that in, like, a lot of the Old Testament, he seems quite vengeful. Yes. And I'm like, I don't know how much I want to, like, follow a vengeful God. And people talk about God being a jealous God and or whatever. A wonderfully jealous and vengeful God. It's almost like that like really shit boyfriend that people have sometimes. It's like, oh my God, like he's so protective over me. Like, no, like he's abusive. (laughs) Like, Like that's not okay. You wouldn't like allow like your girlfriend to go through that. So why do people subject themselves to the jealousy or the vengefulness or whatever, the, the, the wrath of God, because they think that he takes care of them at the end of the day, which, I mean, he, he, he doesn't. If, yeah. he, if he is the person in this story, which the God that I know and the God that I believe in is not the, the being in this story. The being in this story is made up to me. I just... It just doesn't sit well with me if this is, like, yeah, you know? Right. But I think it's more of, like, if this story is included in the Bible, it's obviously there to try to prove or make somebody feel better. And I think, like, the one that the, the takeaway that they wanted to have for most people was you can persevere even in times of trouble, which yeah. I think is a great thing. Well, can we back up a little bit? Because, I, I mean, the reason that the story is in the Bible is because it was canonized. By right. the Catholic Church, which also, I feel like we could do an entire episode about that. And I'm marking it away in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yes. Uh, it was included for a reason. And, I'm sorry. <laughs> can, would you like to finish what you were saying? I'm sorry, I butted in. Oh, no, you can continue. No, that's all I had to say. Oh, well, um, 
what I was going to say was that if it's in, if it's still considered part of the Bible for whatever reason, um, from whomever's choice it was, obviously it was originally written by somebody. Yes. Um, who probably wanted, you know, you to take your takeaway to be along the lines of, you know, shit happens, but God gives. Yeah. But he can also take everything. <laughs> but if you just stick with it and you believe in him for long enough, he's going to give it all back to you. Tenfold. Yeah, it's like, it's almost like it's a perseverance story. Yeah. Which I think is also supposed to be um, like um, symbolic of your walk with God throughout your entire life. Mm-hmm. Like for this, this, is, this happens to Job like in what? Like a couple of weeks, a couple of days, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not certain, but this is like supposed to symbolize your entire walk with God for your entire life. When however many XYZ bad things happen mm-hmm. to you, but if you persevere and you stay on the path of truth with God, then he will reward you with everlasting life in heaven. Mm-hmm. Which I think is like an admirable story. Yeah. But also I think that when you dig into it a little more, it's just like, but why is this happening? Yeah. Like, And I don't think it's written as history. I don't think when it's written in its, you know, immediate form it's not written as like this is a thing that happened but like it's more it's it is written like poetry and very beautiful poetry at that i would love to read it in like the original translation or something and it's written in this beautiful way and it 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 is obviously symbolic of something but it's like is this something that we still need to be examining in the depth that we do right or feel like we need to take away something from it, you know? Right. Well, we're, we're, let me continue. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, um, so, um, basically, Job's just said, I hate my life, or what have I done? Does God destroy the blameless as well as the wicked? And then his friend, Zophar. Zophar! Zophar, who's a namphite? A namphite? A namphite. If you would cleanse your heart and reach out to God, you would be steadfast and fearless. Um, so again, he's still saying, like, why are you doing this? Blah, blah, blah. And then Job answers, you are the people, and with your wisdom, we shall die. But I mm-hmm. have mind as well as you, mm-hmm. and who doesn't know this? Yes. And that my words were now written, inscribed in a book, that with an iron pen... They were carved forever, for I know that my defender lives, and that at last he shall stand upon earth, and after the skin is destroyed, freed from my flesh, I shall see him, whom I shall behold for myself, my own eyes shall see, and no strangers. And then he goes on to say, as in months of old, as in days when God guarded my steps, and his lamp shone above my head, blah, 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 blah. And God protected me. And when the Almighty was with me and my children were all about me. And then I took my seat at the table and the youth, they saw me and retired and they rose up and stood. And the princes refrained from talking. And he's basically saying everybody, you know, respected me and mm-hmm. loved me. And they called me happy, and they saw me bore, bore me witness, for I saved the poor who cried and the orphan with none to help him. And the suffering gave me their blessing, and I made the widow's heart glad. 
And then he goes on to say, (laughs) eyes was I to the blind and feet was I to the lame. And he's just being like, I'm so great. Like, I did all these great things for people. I've helped people. I've done. So, like, why me? Yeah. Um, So he's lamenting. Like, yeah. Which which this makes sense. This entire book is just pure lamenting. Yes. And also like a little bit of questioning from his friends, but... Right. And and then finally Job says, Oh, for someone to hear me, behold my defense all signed. Let now the Almighty answer. Let Jehovah write the charge. On my shoulder I would bear it. As a crown I would bind it round me. I would tell him every act like a prince. I would enter his presence. So he's basically being, Okay, God, come at me. Like tell me, what did I do? What did I say? What did I say? <laughs> what did I do? And then just like out of a whirlwind, God comes and's like yeah. answering. He's like, Where were you when I founded the earth? As you have knowledge and insight, so tell me. Mm-hmm. You must know who determined its measures or who measured it off with a line and its foundation and who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars all sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy. Mm-hmm. Can you lift your voice to the clouds that abundance of water may answer you? Can you send on their missions the lightnings? Do you, do, do, to you do they say, hey, here we are. Mm-hmm. And does the hawk soar because of your wisdom and stretch her wings? So basically, God's just like stripping him a new one. Yeah. Even though this is kind of his fault, and yeah. also because like I think he's it, like you don't know. I'm like you. You're not that great. He's like you don't know my intentions. Yeah. Although, like, I feel like it's it would be nice if he kind of like gave him some right now. Yeah. And then finally, God says, "Will the fault finder strive with Almighty?" He who argues with God, let him answer. Will you set aside my judgment and condemn me that you may be justified? And then Job answers, how small I am. What can I answer? I lay my hand on my mouth. I spoke once, but will do so no more. Yes, twice, but will go none further. I know thou canst do all things and nothing with thee is impossible. I spoke, therefore, without sense of wonders beyond my knowledge, as I had heard of thee, but by hearsay, by now my eye has seen you. Therefore, I despise my words and repent in dust and ashes. Mm -hmm. And then God gives back to Job everything, twice as much as he had had before, and he blesses the last part of Job's life more than the first part, and... He had 14,000 sheep and blah, 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 blah. And then he also has more children and Job lived 140 years. Yeah. And th- there's I, a whole other aspect of this that's like, why does it make it better just because he gives it, quote unquote, back to him? Like, well, not like, like he like, lost already right. 10 children that he presumably loved very much. Right. And, and like, step back, like, a minute. Like, this whole lamenting thing that he has with God, like, he's literally just trying to understand, like, why me? Like, yeah. why, why, did, why did you do this? Like, did I do something that I wasn't aware of? Like, mm-hmm. tell me, what did I do to deserve this? And then God's just kind of, like, an ass. Yeah. To him. He's just like, how would you know? Like, don't pretend to know. Like, don't be all like that. Like, I don't know. I feel like the loving God that, I mean, we would all like to think is, you know, the protagonist in the story is going to come down and be like, 
It's okay, I understand this really shitty thing happened, but I'm gonna make it better. No, he doesn't say that. He's just like, why would you even question me? But <laughs> like, like after I think it's all of this because he he's questioning him because that's exactly what happened because God let Satan enact violence on this man and his entire family and on his body in a very invasive and intrusive way. And so, yeah, God let it happen. Yeah. And, like, he doesn't even really curse God. He's just, I mean, he doesn't curse God. He's just, like, why the fuck? Yeah. And I think He's that venting, that's, essentially. And I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing. It really is. And I think when read inappropriately, this story can lead somebody to, like, maybe minimize their own suffering you know what i mean right or or not and like we know through i mean you know science and psychology that you need to feel what you're feeling to the full extent and not shut that down and i feel like if you read this in a way that's not you know helpful or beneficial then you could internalize that and feel like you know i'm not I'm not allowed to have the feelings that I'm feeling because, I mean, this guy had everything and he lost everything and he became this, like, wretched shell of a human being and, like, my life is not as bad as that. And so I still need to be... I, I don't need to question anything. Right, and I don't think that's fair. It's not. Like, everybody suffers, yes, but just because everybody suffers doesn't mean that... Or because, quote-unquote, somebody's maybe, like got it harder than you doesn't like take away the fact that you're also suffering yeah and I've always hated that idea like my parents used to bring that up to me a lot and I was just like no I don't think that's how that works yeah I mean it can help put things in perspective I mean I yes have... and I think that perspective is a good thing mm -hmm. but I also think that a lot of the times that perspective means that their feelings don't matter mm-hmm and that's where I have a problem with it. Yeah. It's like, maybe both of them can matter. Right. Why it's not? like, yes, I am very privileged. I'm not homeless. I have mm -hmm. a roof over my head. Same. I have the hierarchy of needs. I'm doing just fine. But that doesn't mean that it's not going to hurt, like, for X, Y, Z reason. Like, mm -hmm. it's important to recognize that your feelings matter. Yeah. Which I think is also why it kind of hurts me to see that God doesn't care about Job's feelings. No. Here at all, even though this has been completely unwarranted. Yeah. And he, he doesn't approach, again, he doesn't approach the situation. He doesn't approach Job's lamenting with like a very sympathetic sort of tone in this. It just, he just says, why would you question me? Right. Like you should, you should continue to trust me. Right. And I mean, it, again, if a human inflicted this sort of violence on another person, and it wasn't even questioned, like, like we would expect that person to question it. Like, right. why are you doing this to me? Why, why would you do this? Can right. we have a conversation about it at least? Like, and that's that's just not a conversation that Job is allowed to have here. Right. That makes me sad for him. Yeah. Or for anybody, again, who reads this and, like, thinks that, you know, we're not allowed to question 
I mean, that, that that's where a lot of it comes to almost an emotional place for me because like so much of my fear surrounding, you know, the relinquishing of my religion came from the fear of like, if I question this thing, am I gonna have like the, the, the fate of Job? Like I was thoroughly convinced and I think to a detrimental point, I was thoroughly convinced that like, if I let any of that go for a second, then like my life was just gonna turn to utter shit. And that like, I was going to be like mentally not in a good place. I was gonna be like strung out. I mean, probably on drugs. Like, I mean, I was convinced fully that like I would lose everything if I just let go of my religion a little bit. And that is no way to live. Like, we need to question things. Right. And I've learned so much more about the world. And I feel like I've been a better person because I have questioned all of these things. And so it just makes me sad, like, when I read something like this, that, like, I personally would have internalized, and probably did internalize. Right. Like, as somebody growing up in this faith and basically like made it feel that like if I didn't question it then like 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 I could not let go of that um fear because the second I did it was just gonna fuck everything up right so and it's kind of like it's a kind of sad existence to always be wondering like to always feel like you're walking on eggshells with whatever really? it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I hate that. I hate feeling like, you know, I'm like walking on eggshells waiting for something bad to happen to me if I do X, Y, Z thing. Or I don't do, you know, whatever. Um, and that's not a pleasant way to live. Like no. you can't live that way. Otherwise you won't be able to do anything. Yeah, it's a damaging way to live. And it's yeah. why so many people, I mean, it's why I think at the end of the day, so many people who do have faith end up living in a bubble and maybe not doing as much good as they could because there has been this idea given to them. And I mean, maybe, maybe through fault of their own, but probably not through fault of their own, probably just through generational, you know, right. Or this idea that like God's waiting for you to fuck up. Yeah. So he can punish you. Like, I don't believe that. See, when I believed that way, I didn't feel like it was God waiting for me to fuck up. It was, it was all, all of the person, like all the personal responsibility, like all of the responsibility was on me. Um, And I don't, I believe that you should have responsibility for the way that you live. But like, I would question when things were bad and I would question what I did to deserve it. And the truth of the matter is just that, like, by being human on this earth, bad things will happen to you. And maybe you did something, maybe you didn't. There's a lot of times when you don't. But I don't know. But I never saw it at the time because I, I mean, quite frankly, I felt very brainwashed. um, Because I saw God as this thing that was so much greater and I couldn't even understand and like I had to trust in that thing because I couldn't trust in myself but that resulted in me not trusting in myself to the point where I couldn't even like act and I couldn't 
I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. Yeah, you couldn't think for yourself. I couldn't think for myself. I couldn't do anything for myself. I like, I, I was so emotionally like turbulent too. Yeah. Because of it. And that's not a pleasant no, way. It's not live. a pleasant existence. No. I'm not saying that all of your existence has to be pleasant. No. But there's there's a level here. But there's some things that you can do to make yourself stable. Right. <laughs> and like balanced. And I think that's 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 one of the big things that I'm concerned about in my own personal life. And I think a lot of people strive for. Right. Um but not questioning anything is not balance. Yeah. And so I think in that way, this story is very harmful. Because we should be allowed to question things. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Job, to a certain extent, does. But, like, God doesn't allow it. He shuts it down. Yeah. And by telling him, you know, what do he, you... He says, brace yourself like a man. <laughs> I mean, we can go into so many implications of that, but... I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, you're right. He shuts it down. And that hurts for me to watch. Yeah. It's just there's just a lot to dissect in this story and your opinions of it. Mm -hmm. Um even though ours may differ as far as the meaning and you know what you can gain from this story and I think that's great. I think that's the whole point of having these conversations is to try to have um have and gain new perspectives mm -hmm. on stories that you know a lot of us have been taught since we were children mm -hmm. that have given us um uh that have shed light on how we're supposed to be as quote-unquote christians mm -hmm. or whatnot and i think it can be incredibly liberating to dissect these things and say maybe not you can decide the parts that you want to listen to you can mm -hmm. decide how you want to read this story you right. don't have to let this story written the way it is and in the translation that we have dictate your life just like the rest of the bible and that's that's just kind of what it comes down to yeah well <sighs> you got anything <laughs> no I'm done. Cool. Same. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode mm -hmm. and continuing to support us um, with what we do. Um, my best friend actually uh, texted me this week and was like, I love your podcast so much. I've been listening Aww. to it, you know, random episodes. And I was like, I'm going to cry. That's She's so like, I'm nice. so proud of you guys. You're doing so good. And I'm like, that's everything that I needed to oh hear. Oh, my God. That is very helpful to hear because I know it can be... Yeah, sometimes I feel bit. like, right, I feel like we're talking into the void sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and, like, sometimes, I mean, the, the people pleaser in me wants to be like, oh, my God, just don't stir the pot. Like, don't, don't, like, like, be as diplomatic as possible and, like, kind of don't have opinions on these things. But, like, there are people who are listening and who can feel uplifted by the message of, like, you can question things. And that's, again, what I was trying to tell my friend the other day of, like, Maybe this podcast is not for the Christian who is very sure and like thoughtful in their the way that they approach their religion. Maybe it's not. But like the person that I personally hope is listening is somebody who is like little Raquel and is very or little Brenna. scared. I know. And concerned and 
concerned about and feeling his alone. or her soul. Yeah. And terrified internally yes. that like if you're not pleasing your parents or your family or quote unquote God, whatever, there is hope for you. Yeah. So if you're listening, we love you. We hope you got something out of this. Um, we feel shall free. send virtual hugs. Yeah, send us a message. We'll send you a virtual hug. If you're, if you're going through something and you need to feel less alone, please message us. I love that shit. Yeah. Like, genuinely. Like, I will I will text back. <laughs> yeah. And we can have a little chat. I will swipe right. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but, yeah, um, please reach out to us. Um, I was really incredibly surprised by how many responses we got from the poll. Same. Um, that was really nice. Um, and I would definitely want to do another one. Yes. And we'll be thinking of that for you guys. Yeah. And maybe we'll do, you know, like a giveaway, maybe like a candle. A little Christmas time cheer. Chocolate. (laughs) Chocolate. Some cookies. (laughs) Oh, I can make a mean cookie. But if they're like, if if whoever we give it out to, like if they don't live like close, then they might go bad. Mm. We'll We'll be thinking. We'll think about it. Um, But yeah, maybe we can do that. Um. But yeah, thank you again for listening, um, and keep up on our Instagram and Twitter pages to know when we're doing a next poll. Mm-hmm. Um, send us a message at religionmademedoit at gmail.com, or DM us on Instagram at religionmademedoit, or on Twitter at religionmademe. Yeah. Um, thank you again to Brian, who has... Um, graciously provided more equipment for us, um, so we don't. We got some pop filters now, so we don't sound like pussies when, <laughs> when, we're, when we when we use keywords. Um, for context, pop filters just to make it less. I didn't know. abrasive. I yeah. didn't, know. and I pro- I don't think I knew that until like a couple years ago, and I should because I use microphones all the time. But... Damn, Raquel. <laughs> Are you, uh, do you no. even sing? Oh, stop it. Um, but Also, you should promote your music. Yeah, I guess. I mean, oh, I, re- I released a new song Bitch. for Halloween. You're over here like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, what? <laughs> I, do I sing? I, do I? I'm not sure. Oh, my I God. I don't even know what a prop filter is. <laughs> you're making me so uncomfortable um, right now. But, yes, please. Um, Check out uh, Raquel's um, new single that she released. On the Spotify. It's, it's called Haunted House. It's called Haunted House. It's, it's on the Spotify. It's about a horny ghost. It's got a really adorable photo of a dog on oh the cover. God, I love that dog. Um, that dog's name is Nebula. That's a great name. Isn't it a great name for a dog? I thought that if I get another cat, I'm going to name it Artemis or something like yes. that. Yes. Like after Sailor Moon. Yes. Not Luna, but Artemis the other cat um yeah um but yeah go definitely listen out to her single and show her all the love because we're very proud of her here um and yeah also listen to our podcast while you're at it well Well. thank you so much (laughs) to everyone and brian and everyone else yes all right bye bye have a great night